Welcome to the Latchkey Sibs podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra and I'm hungry like the wolf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> He's a... Uh... He's 14, actually. <laughs> well, hello. Each week, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued. Sorry, I usually don't do it this quickly. Um, <laughs> while the other two score based on five specific categories, each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled master of the remote control, while the loser will be forced to do a punishment. This week, I am defending... Allegra's choice? I think it's like her fourth one in a row. I think so. But Allegra's movie choice of Big Fat Liar, the 2002, I feel like it was a Nickelodeon movie, even though I don't think it was officially a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, I know Dan Schneider was involved, which Yeah, it's a Dan Schneider movie. It was at least Nickelodeon adjacent. Amanda Bynes, does Universal own Nickelodeon? I Possibly. I think so. Remember at the end of, like, all that, it would be the universe. This was shot at Universal Yeah, 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 yeah. It must, it must. It's definitely a big Universal movie. Oh, yeah. Make that very clear the whole time. Oh, yeah. So, which I honestly, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> is Dan Schneider the feet guy? I think yeah. so. He's like the he's like the guy behind like the Amanda Show, Victoria, and Drake and Josh, and like all of everything. Yeah. What and, is, I never watched um, Victorious. Yeah, Maybe Zoe One Hundred and One, iCarly. Yeah. yeah, all of the weird Nickelodeon foot stuff. I think is him. Drake and Josh. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing this thing where it was like, hey, does anyone else remember that time where uh, Dan Schneider was in charge of this big Nickelodeon campaign where he was like, you can like win free tickets to be like, I don't remember, an audience member for these shows. Just send us a picture of your application on a photo of your foot. And it was like, haha, just weird Nickelodeon things. Remember, hashtag random, where we're Nickelodeon. And it was like, Oh no! I don't remember that at all. Dan Schneider just had a bunch of children send him photos Ew, of their child feet. I don't like that. Oh no! I don't like that. This is the start of our podcast. <laughs> well, I feel like we had to get it. We had to. So like, this is big maybe fat liar. Listen, um, I, don't I don't think, think we I saw rec- any feet in this movie. I don't think no. we saw. Yeah, thank you for interrupting me, Allegra, <laughs> to say the exact same thing. Um, a little summary of this movie, Big Fat Liar, came out, first of all, sorry, came out in uh, February of 2002, and so Holland was 10, 
I was five and Allegra was seven. And here's a little summary from the I Am Deebs. This is a story of a 14-year-old boy named Jason who lies for the fun of it. He leaves an important (laughs) essay entitled Big Fat Liar in movie producer Marty Wolf's limo, which he then turns into a film. When Jason sees a movie preview of it, he and his best friend Kaylee travel to Los Angeles to make Marty confess to using it to clear his name and get him out of having to attend summer school. He then has to match his wits with Marty, who also turns out to be a big liar. So, I know we're not we're going to get into it later, but I feel like Marty Wolf was less of a liar and more of just like a piece of shit. I mean, he was kind of both. Yeah, but like, no, but, he was but like, lying about writing. But I guess he the was movie. more of a piece yeah, there of were, shit than there a liar. Wasn't, I, I guess. The, like, driver of the plot wasn't that he lied all the time. It was just that he was a dickhead that people hated. And then there was, like, one big lie. But he did also... Yeah, he just... Yeah, there was the big lie about the movie, which was, like, a running theme. And that he wouldn't confess to the fact that he lied about it just for the pure reason that he is an asshole. And I guess there were just, like, little lies along the way in him being an asshole as well. Yeah. I guess. Like, I think it's also generally... But mostly surrounding the movie. I think the movie is also generally being like, everyone who works in Hollywood is a liar. Like, it's this is the skeezy part of the business. Yeah, I guess so. But it's also saying, it's like, Hollywood's amazing. We only have, like... Some individuals are dicks. This is certainly not a systemic issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but regardless of that, I just want I was just something I thought about where I was like, they, they're like propping up him as being like just as much of a liar. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's more of just like overall. He's dick an asshole. Well, in the beginning, yeah. when, when Frankie Muniz is like, Choked on a meatball, and he was like, "Oh, that's where you went wrong." I don't know. Maybe that was more producery. He like punched up his lie. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is he just punched it up? But I mean, maybe that's the whole thing. Is like, I'm a movie producer. I'm a professional liar. I I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Let's get I into it. I would love to get Uncle Chris's thoughts on this movie. Oh my god, honestly. I've <laughs> <laughs> never seen it though. Anyway, um, in terms of parent thoughts dad did not remember this movie like he i think he vaguely remembers taking us to see it in theaters but he doesn't really remember anything he all he remembered was that paul giamatti was in it i talked to him on the phone yesterday and he's like i don't know because when i texted him about it he thought i was talking about liar liar Mm. and he texted me i liked that scene in the elevator i'm like i don't remember that but maybe (laughs) i'll see it when i watch it later and then he called me last night and was like Oh, I was thinking of Liar Liar. So, never mind. I don't really remember it. Um, and mom, It was a mom house movie anyway. Yeah, but mom also said... I asked her if she had any thoughts, and she's like, uh, not beyond what the cover of the video case looked like. So, I don't think she ever watched it with us. So, <laughs> I have distinct memories of watching this movie in our playroom at Taylor Way. 
And I don't think we ever like sat down and watched a movie as a family. No, in that it was room. like it was like the three of us watched shit yeah. together, like on repeat. Like like that, this movie, I know we watched a lot. Like, did we even have a TV in the living room at that house, or did mom just like not watch TV when we? Lived no, we there? didn't. We didn't have a TV in the living room. Did mom room. have a TV in her bedroom? Yeah, she had that tiny little TV with the VHS. Wow. Insert. Mom just didn't watch TV for many years. She well, that's back when Uncle Steve would like tape shit off of like he would make VHS tapes and DVDs for Is her. Is this when she got of, like Knots like, Landing and all, yeah, like, all the Knots Landing and VHSs. Queer Eye? He would like tape stuff off of his TV and give it to her because we didn't have cable. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but I do remember watching this movie a lot, a lot, a lot. But I also know we definitely saw it in theaters. I have like a very vivid memory of going to the Century in Folsom and seeing this movie. Yeah, I do remember seeing this in theaters, and I also remember really loving this movie. Um, I probably... Oh, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think I might have been the one that, like, just once again was the proponent, the main proponent of putting this movie on. Um, I loved this movie. I don't know. I think we all... I think this was just, like, one that we all loved and could agree on, which might have been why we watched it so much, because I remember, like always loving watching this movie and we were always all of us were always on board to watch it like there are certain movies that definitely feel like gray movies like tarzan and there's holland movies gadget yeah inspector and there's holland movies like you guys associate me with tarzan i do not remember the plot of Tarzan. I definitely do. Dude, you were little, so maybe yeah, you, you were don't like remember. Really little, so but I only remember George of the Jungle, not Tarzan. Tarzan. Trust us, trust and believe, Gray. <laughs> you were rocking out to Phil Collins so hard. Yeah, maybe if I just play um, that soundtrack, I'm just gonna start getting like super like those like the memories you were yeah, talking well, about. Well maybe the other if week. we ever if we Exactly. If or, we ever watch it, you'll have a similar experience that Allegra had when watching yeah, Big Rock Candy Mountain. Dude, Mountain. maybe. Like, three-year-old <laughs> Gray will be will come out. And he's like, it also felt like they were all my friends. Um, um, well, let's should we get, get into, into pre-watch? pre-watch notes and then our scores. Okay. So I'll start with the pre-watch notes. Okay. So I had a... Uh, I was not at 100% when I watched this movie. <laughs> I will just say I was, you know, l- less than at full brain function. Okay. Um, so my, my pre-watch notes are pretty lazy. Okay. Um, it just says, love this movie. Frankie Muniz was a badass, and this movie <laughs> introduced me to Hungry Like the Wolf. Um. I also introduced me to the fact that Saturn was a car brand. Um, <laughs> so specific. I know I know the dude from SNL was the bully. Yeah, Terry I didn't know. I remember that. I, I thought, definitely remember that. I thought and that then, was the brother from iCarly. No, no, no. Wait, you thought that Amanda like, Bynes. this time or your memory was... I had no memory of this character whatsoever when we started watching the movie. You didn't remember the bully? No. And the grandma? Oh, no. as soon as it came on, I was like, oh, yeah. And I had a distinct memory of him in Amanda Bynes' clothes. Yeah. And I remember being like, 
ew, he's too big to fit in these clothes. <laughs> and now I'm just like, this is hilarious and amazing. But you didn't, but like, sorry, you. Can we cut that part out? I don't want it to come off as like weirdly transphobic in retrospect. I'll, I don't think it sounded you like that. You were a child. Right. You were a kid. I was a child and I had never seen like a teen boy. In, I mean, I will like, say they were, they were a little fitting. They were a little fitting. It's like his arms were very like emphasized. And for some reason, child Allegra was like, ew, muscular arms. And that's <laughs> the opposite of how I feel now. <laughs> but wait, sorry. You thought like in your memory it was the brother from iCarly no or when you watched it yesterday you thought it was the brother yesterday from okay, <laughs> i no. had to imdb it because the person i was watching with was like no what no 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 yeah it's yeah taron Killam. taron Killam. whatever however his yeah taron Killam. he was also in the amanda show he was on moody's point he was spalding i had no idea see i didn't really watch SNL, shout out so i didn't watch any of his era shout of out. i mean i know him as spalding <laughs> Honestly, first and foremost, okay. and this from this movie. You're probably going to cut this part out, but I saw my friend Devesh the other week, and we got lunch, and he we started talking about The Amanda Show, and he was like, I fucking love The Amanda Show. It's so good. And his, his favorite part was Moody's Point. Moody's Point was the best. He's it like, was also my favorite part. His parents only ever watched him let him watch one TV show all week and he chose the Amanda show and I mean, that was choice. his only the only show he was allowed to watch as a kid and he was like I always thought they were gonna finish Moody's point I, I would watch a new episode thinking maybe this is finally yeah. and it just ended up being reruns yeah <laughs> I'm like I felt that <laughs> anywho um is that all your pre-watch gray uh, uh, last thing is just Amanda Bynes. That's all. Yeah. Nothing Amanda else. Bynes. Just Amanda, she's please. There. Amanda, please. <laughs> oh, she's iconic. www.amandaplease.com. I used to go to that website a lot. Me too. <laughs> we play the games. Yeah. I didn't know that Penelope was also Amanda. I think it took me a while to figure that out. It took too. me a long time. <laughs> yeah. I was always like, I remember watching the Amanda show and just being like frustrated for Penelope. <laughs> because I'm like, you just keep missing her. You're so close. Uh, that's such a good show. Anywho, Legra, uh, Frankie, Amanda, Paul, uh, <laughs> art, art on a stick. The the Holy Trinity, as it were. Uh, I I don't know why What'd I wrote you say, that. Allegra? I was not completely sober when I wrote art this. Art on a stick. I said, art on a stick. I loved this movie. <laughs> Somehow, this very unlikable man wrongs F&A, Frankie and Amanda, <laughs> and they go after mega revenge. Hollywood. Oh, my Urkel. God. Art loved the climax. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> Catbird on a stick. Catbird on a stick. Oh, my God. <laughs> And can he do it? Oh my god, how you did it! (laughs) Okay, to those listeners, to the (laughs) listeners that don't know what we're talking about, YouTube, Catbird on a Stick, MXC, and you will not be disappointed. Real ones know what MXC is. I fucking love that show so much. Um, Obscure pull. I Um, had hemorrhoids. Guy Dad's favorite show. <laughs> um, okay, my pre-watch Get it all. Uh, notes are, we watched this all the time growing up. 
Frankie Muniz. Get it on. <laughs> Frankie Muniz writes the BFL story for summer school, but gets hit by Paul Giamatti's limo on his way to school. His story Biffle, falls out as it's been the, known. Yes. <laughs> his story falls out in the limo, and Giamatti turns it into a movie. Frankie and Amanda Bynes go to L.A. to get revenge slash justice slash his story back through pranks and lots of hijinks. I associate that Smash Mouth song, Come On, Come On, with this movie. Um, and it was the opening song, so I was not wrong. I was wrong about... I, like, forgot that, like, the story was about him trying not to get into summer school. I, like, the, I knew summer school was involved, but I had, like, the timeline a little bit wrong on that, but... I truly whatever. remembered, like, almost none of the plot, except that there were pranks. Like... I was I didn't want to write my pre-watch notes, but please know that I did remember they turned him blue. Oh yeah, obviously. But I, I honestly didn't remember anything else that they did to him. I remembered like most of this movie. We watched this a lot. I was and on, maybe because I was the oldest, like more was retained. It's just like I, well, I remember because For yeah. me it was I remembered it very clearly as it was happening. Yes. But like agreed. just because it's been so long, there were Little things, but, like, as soon as I saw, like, you know, the clown pamphlet, brochure, whatever, flyer, flyer, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, they turn his hair red. And then, like, oh, yeah, they he leaves the the, the, the earpiece glue the, glued yeah. into his, his, yeah. So, like, there was a lot of stuff where I'm like, oh, my God, of course. Duh. I remembered most of the The fucking short sleeve shirt over the long sleeve shirt. I associate <laughs> that look. With Frankie with, Muniz. Yeah, classic. Yeah, there was classic a Classic 2002 look. There was a lot of being like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, when the bully is dressed in Amanda's clothes, I'm like, oh, yeah, the grandma. And, like, she's, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come or on, like, grandma. Come on. When, <laughs> the yeah, yarn weight. Like, okay, <laughs> honestly, that dude is easily the funniest person in the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, like, I can see why he go. goes That's on why SNL. That's why he went on SNL. Yeah. Um, but also yeah, the... he did... Um, okay, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of people that I, 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 we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, it. I know scores. I always scores. Say scores. That, but let's do scores first. All right. Nostalgia. I have a ten. Right. I like yeah. felt like I remembered everything. Like as I was watching this, I was like, oh yes, of course. I know exactly what's. I was quoting it as like lines were happening. Like I remembered specific yeah. inflections of lines. Like I remembered that. Same. Like, I forgot about the monster truck guy, but once he got on the screen, I knew he was gonna say, "Oh my god!" Like I re- I remembered so much about this movie, so it's yeah. a ten for me. Wow. Yeah, I've had that happen with quite a few movies that we've watched, but I didn't get like when like the dog loving receptionist was on screen mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah i vaguely remember her but like i didn't get to the point where i was remembering lines like i remembered exactly how amanda Bynes said your car is parked on a dog like i remembered yes no i completely yes. forgot that that's Same. what he told her <laughs> yeah and i remember exactly how when she started to answer the phones she's like marty, marty wolf's office yeah. yeah or marty wolf picture yeah i remember yeah. all of that so, so clearly, well, I think yeah, Amanda's yours? voice, Amanda Bynes's voice, is just like nostalgic. Like just yeah. her voice In alone general. is just mm-hmm. nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, Amanda, what's your nostalgia you're more than score? Welcome to come on our show at Ugh, all, any time. 
What's so? What's yours? Seven. Okay. Sit through. Okay. I have a ten. I Dude. loved this movie so from I, start to fucking finish. <laughs> I had an amazing I time forgot, watching this movie. I forgot that I was defending it, so I put I made scores. And <laughs> I put sit through out of ten. I put nostalgia at a nine, and then sit through out of ten. I had an amazing time. I like. I was so excited to watch this movie, and then just as I was watching it, I had a great time. So it may, and I'm sure it was also because of the nostalgia, like pumping through my veins. But I had a wonderful time watching this movie. I thought it was like almost a near perfect children's movie. So, anyway. Yeah, I mean, great. I'm gonna be your champion today. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, keep going. I mean, full transparency. I was kind of like less excited to watch this movie before like going into it because i was just kind of like i think i was just really expecting it to be just like a super dumb kids movie and like mm-hmm. i was like oh maybe it'll be so bad it's good and then watching it i'm like no this movie is really fun it's super silly it's not too like dumbed down like i thought it was great i yeah. thought it was super great yeah anyway allegra allegra i was I was very excited. I've been wanting to rewatch this movie for years. I had a great time, but it's a seven. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> I just there were just moments where I'm like, oh, with yeah, everything you fun. just said. <laughs> I mean, the soundtrack was like, oh a my god, the stupid. soundtrack. I'm like, I was literally singing along to every song on the soundtrack because I remembered. Every, I was like, it all was coming Which once back again, to me. <laughs> Allegra should maybe bump up your nostalgia score. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, oh, I like, I remembered Come On, Come On. I remembered one other song. But me, the, myself, myself, and I. Yes. Just me, myself, and I. That <laughs> one, like, I always remember the right here, right there. Right now. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. I was yeah. just like. The, and the, obviously blue. I will get The soundtrack to it. for me is like hit and miss. There are like some things where I'm like, I feel like it doesn't age well. There's like the Jurassic Park song is on there and i was listening to the soundtrack on my walk over yeah it's when like they walk into the prop room yeah that's just, the i know point. it's universal but that's what I'm saying. it's just it's so like there are just some things that i feel like didn't age well or i'm too old for so it's it's like little things that sort of just took me out of the movie sometimes but generally i had a great time i might bump it up later that's what the podcast's about um appropriate. Like, I, I don't know I have an issue with like the universal movie being like, look how amazing movies are. Look how amazing universal is. And I was just like, yeah, well, oh. I don't know. I thought it was fun though. Like I thought it was like a yeah, fun I thought it look was at kind the behind of like, the scenes. I know it was kind yeah, of it was like a universal. wink wink. Yeah. And that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> um, okay. Appropriate for children. I have a nine. Oh, I have a 10. I could be swayed. I don't know. I just felt like it was, in the ways that it was dated, there were just some ways. I don't know. Some parts just. I know Marty Wolf was a dick, and it was everything he was doing was framed as like this is bad. But sometimes it like some of the things he was saying came off as very nonchalant, and I know people were like, "Hmm, I don't like that." But like, I don't know. I can be swayed. I did like not... he was. I forgot how fucking racist he was. He is very yes, racist. dude. He was and he so calls... racist. I forgot I took this a tally. woman's name. I just know her as Lourdes, a.k.a. Josh's mom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. It's fat, fat jokes. jokes. Ugh, yeah. I didn't like it. 
Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got some racism, some fat shaming, some ageism, ageism some yeah. more racism. He hits all the yeah. all the beats. Yeah. Um, hold up. I have an eight. I put a six. Really? Again, like talk me up, y'all. It's it's all flexible. I thought I'm it was- scared that you're having some opinions bleed into multiple categories. Me? Yeah. Oh my god. I like, cause you were saying like some of the music made it less enjoyable for you because it doesn't hold up. But I'm like, is that oh my God. pulling you from not enjoying the movie as much? Or is it just not hold up as much? I don't know. It's kind of hard to separate things sometimes, but like some of the jokes, I was just like, I am too old for this. All right. And like the universal stuff, I'm like, maybe this works for someone else. To me, it just is a little, I don't know. It, it reads just a little insincere for me. So that's but the mostly... whole point is that it's a movie producer. They're trying to I show the like what movie. The point is. Hang on. Well, we're going to get, we're gonna get into it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. We have one more score left. And then Sorry, we'll it's not Entourage it. where you're getting the realistic <laughs> version of Hollywood life. Lord. I've never seen Entourage. Oh my God. Can you imagine just Frankie Muniz being placed into like the entourage setting or he's like he's up yeah he's up against like ari gold instead of marty wolf i mean not a huge difference honestly my my sister ability would have increased a thousandfold if marty wolf was in entourage and like if entourage was his friends (laughs) um can i follow this i have an eight i don't know why i put a six I didn't think it was confusing. I know. That it's one is definitely. because you suck and you always give me <laughs> shitty scores. That's why. That's not fucking true. And also, I sometimes just like, I don't know. I it's th- like a feeling more, rather than you're thinking through it. Yeah, I do think that I'm very flexible and I like increase my scores all the time. Well, yeah, we're going to. So these are just initial. We're going to get into it. Yeah. But I had an amazing time. Well, obviously, clearly. reflected by my scores. I loved this movie. <laughs> Okay, I, I'll just say this uh, as my opening argument. Okay. You put your sit-through ability as a seven. In Big Rock Candy Mountain, you put an eight. <laughs> That's outrageous, so do you honestly. Really, did you really have a better time watching Big Rock Candy Mountain than watching yeah, this movie? Unquestionably. That is blasphemous <laughs> to me. Absolutely. <laughs> I loved Big Fat Liar. I had a great time, but maybe I went in with too high of expectations mm, because I'm like, I really wanted to put this movie on the list. I've been wanting to rewatch this for years. I wanted to have a great nostalgic time. And honestly, I was like, it's very good. But like, I don't know. I don't know. So the thing about this rewatch, it like, it truly took me back to 2002 maybe 2000 maybe my 10 years old was like a big formative year where I just like remembered everything so vividly I don't know because I feel like I had similar like love for like Mike I'm not sure but like it just took me back to like watching Nickelodeon at home it was just like very Nickelodeon vibes and like just I just thought this was a near perfect kids movie of that time. Like yeah. it was really fun. I, I didn't think there was a dull moment and I, I thought disagree. all the pranks were good. And 
We and as kids, I know we loved a prank movie. Like that's that was true. our bread and butter. I think Home that's a big three. reason why we liked this because of all of the pranks. I yeah. thought it was funny. I don't know. I had a really good time. Holland, I I'm not even just saying this because I'm defending the movie. I wholeheartedly agree. Because yeah. I like yeah, I and again, I went into this movie with like kind of not looking forward to it. So I was kind of already like going into it like negatively and it flipped me into like full on enjoyment. And like I know a lot of it was nostalgia, but there were just moments where I was like actually laughing and like actually invested and like even though I remember what happens in this movie, I was still kind of like, oh my god, oh my god. Like and yeah, it was more like I remembered everything, but I was like, oh, this is when this is gonna happen. Yes, I can't wait. Like, oh yeah, they yeah, got the turn blue. Like, oh like, yeah, uh. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the fucking I still I think one of the best um, pranks was the car. Oh my god, iconic, iconic. Because the. <laughs> Like when he hits on the, because like, I'm just imagining, <laughs> I'm just like, a, like, I just remember imagining the actual like situation of like, like trying to picture myself of like pulling up behind this truck, just like blaring the horn. And you're like, please stop. <laughs> like, please, please, please stop. And it obviously doesn't. The music's blaring. The wind, like all of, I just loved it. I genuinely thought it was. But hilarious. yeah, no, I just, but I always loved the moment where like Marty Wolf just got like attacked by children at that birthday party, which we can also get into if we want to, about how like that child like teleported to the top of the stairs, um, to jump on him, and. So, like, as he's coming out of this party, he's in his tiny little blue car, and then he's hitting the brakes and the horn is going off, and then he, like, hits some windshield wiper in blue by Eiffel 65 starts playing, which is hilarious. It's just, like, it's hilarious to think about Frankie Muniz planning this and being like, this'll be hilarious. We gotta play blue by Eiffel 65 because we turned him blue. And then they just pull up to him and they're like, hi, we did this to you. Fuck off. Like, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. Also, love the line when his car is totaled and the tow truck comes up. Yes, and he's like, the tow truck guy. <laughs> and he's like... They told me that I was picking up a little blue car, but they didn't say anything about a little blue man. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, I do. That have was another to... quote. I was just say that that was another quote that I said. Yeah, as it was yeah. being said. Same. Yeah. Uh, I do have to give major, major credit to the fact that like Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes, so good, amazing child at actors. the top of their game. Honestly. Like, they're just really good individually. I was just saying, like, I was really disappointed that it felt like Amanda Bynes didn't have a full character. All, like, I just, I really didn't feel like they dug into, like, the history of their friendship. You know, she's, her first thing is, like, I don't want to help you out. I don't want to help you out. And I don't know. It's just, like, everything she does is very much in service of Frankie Muniz's journey. And there's not a lot of being, like, man, I really appreciate you being my friend and coming along this journey. And there's, like, not even a moment where, like, like, she disagrees with how much he lies, but they don't get into a fight about it. We don't hear her motivations about it. We don't know her history about it. She's just an extra amazing addition. You know, she punch, she punches up everything he does. Yeah, she's, that's um, true. She, she seamlessly goes into the receptionist. She knows exactly how to help him prank. She's 
along for the ride but like I don't know I she wasn't fully developed for me and I'm like what a waste that's true I mean I feel like she was like half set up I feel like I like I feel like the dynamic was very much like she recognizes his bullshit but she also indulges in his bullshit like she is also an enabler for sure because she's like she knows it's wrong but she can't help but help him because she, I think she secretly likes to be in on the scheme. But that's the thing. I but we never really dig into it. And she does mention, like, I'm here for the adventure. Like, she wants to go on an adventure because her parents left her behind to go on an adventure. But that was only brought up, like, one time. She never has her own scenes. We never get to hear her thoughts. We only hear that she wants an adventure. We don't know if she's like, I just love the thrill of lying, too. Or I just have never been able to say no to you. Like, I really don't know which is it, which it is, if anything. So... I was just bummed out that, like, I mean, not that I was mad that this was all Frankie. Uh, he's not a Jason. He doesn't look like a Jason. Whenever they said Jason, it didn't feel right. He's only Frankie Muniz. I mean, I, like, barely remembered their names because I was just like, it's Amanda Mines and Frankie Muniz. They're very That's how I will children. be referring yeah. to them in this so, episode. <laughs> so get this. Uh... Lindsay Lohan was originally signed on to play Kaylee. Interesting. Interesting. I think Amanda was a better choice. Yeah. 100%. Uh, no offense, Lindsay, but. Yeah, but it was, that was when she dropped out. She dropped out because she took a temporary hiatus from acting for a year. Oh, interesting. And then came back and did. Freaky Friday? Freaky Friday and then all the other giant yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just a little thing, as because you were talking about, you know, the two children actors. Um, but I think they were both. This was also incredible. Amanda Bynes' yes. film debut. Who's? It was her first movie. Oh, her first movie. Oh, Amanda Bynes. interesting. Was it Frankie Muniz's? Yeah. No, it definitely wasn't his first. He was in that like. No. He was in that like derby. That my dog Skip. My dog Skip. That's what he was in. Yeah. Um, I watched this movie before I had even known what Malcolm in the Middle was. So I'm I like, think me too, probably. I'm like, that's Chester Same. from Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> <laughs> you like knew his voice acting work. <laughs> yeah. Because they changed his voice actor. Like, Frankie Muniz got too famous to voice act on that show. Did he get too famous or like too old? No, I think he got too famous. Like, oh, that was a thing. Like, I remember Nickelodeon was, like, going hard because they were like, see, Disney, we have famous children, too. And they were, like, putting ads on Nickelodeon, like, did you know Frankie plays the guitar? Oh, my God. That's so funny. They're really trying to make Frankie mean Also, Sandra <laughs> O, uh, as the yes, teacher, Sandra. loved to see her. So young. Yes. Playing kind of yes. almost the same character she plays in, in Princess, Princess Diaries. Diaries. But, like, whatever. I'll take it. <laughs> I love that he invited her to the movie premiere. Like, see? (laughs) And she's like so proud of him. She's like, that's my student. Um, she's like, I knew all he needed to do was apply himself. Whereas at the beginning of the movie, she was saying things like, <laughs> you are lying through your teeth, you little demon. <laughs> she was not wrong. I know. Um She was not wrong. Mm-mm. He was, and okay, what I kept thinking in the beginning was like, is she actually going to believe this? You know, because I think as a kid, I thought like, oh, wow, she believed him and then just happened to be like, oh, your parents are here. Mm. And I found out off screen without realizing this time, like this time around, I was like, oh, no, she knew he was lying immediately. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, like, I just, I don't know. I remember just thinking, like, he's not that good of a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are, these are children lies. Yeah. I'm like. Exactly. But, like, as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, he's killing it. How does he think of this He's doing stuff? such a good job. He's spinning his wheels, Everyone man. Everyone knows if you're going to lie. Give as few information, as little yeah. information as possible, as few details uh, as possible. Yeah. I have a question for you all. Did uh, Frankie Muniz's mom talk at all in this movie? Because she certainly That's did not speak in the climax. Very good question. I don't Dude, know. Dude, I was wondering that because it was so focused on the dad. Yeah. She does not say a goddamn word. It was so focused on the, the dad climax. that I'm like, I, I don't even know if the mom had like five solid seconds of her face on screen yeah she really didn't do much I'm like, at all we don't care if his mom doesn't trust him we don't care if the mom is disappointed in him no all about it's the dad just the dad yeah i'm like maybe this is why they always kill off a parent in children's movies is because they don't know how to do both no, that's just, i was just about to say nickelodeon nickelodeon still competing with disney was like See, we could have daddy issues too. <laughs> like, we don't have to kill the mom. It's like, are you gonna do anything with the mom? No. We already. <laughs> but wrote, she's there. We already wrote three women into this movie. We gotta get a fourth one too. <laughs> God. Um. Loved Donald Faison. He was great as oh, Frank, the limo yes. driver. I love him. Okay, wait. I need to go through my list of like just honorable mentions. Okay. From the top, these are these are my notes, dude. The Weasel Kid slaps. Weasel Kid from summer school. The Weasel oh, Kid. He's like looking over and that random that. kid is like, he like just takes a weasel out and just like smiles <laughs> and just does like. Shh. I was like, that and was awesome. They're clearly in like um, um, what are those called? Those like like classrooms that aren't actually a part of the building. Uh, the portables. portables they're clearly like some portable like janky ass like <laughs> whatever classroom that they're Dude. like they don't give a shit about they're like ah put summer school in there <laughs> i went to summer school it's yeah sucks. you did yeah i'm like sixth grade i guess i like failed language arts or something i don't remember that oh it sucked I never went to summer school, other than like in college, which is different. Yeah, I didn't go to summer school either. Yeah, um, I'm a good student. But hold on, my list isn't complete <laughs> okay, yet. Okay, sorry, Gray. There's the Weasel Kid, and then I thought uh, Frankie Muniz's older sister's boyfriend, the Wankster Rudy. Oh, is that his sister? I thought that was yes. just a babysitter. No, it was his sister. No, it was his sister Jamie. Janie. That's whose bike he was riding. Um, uh... I think. I said, dude, the bully slaps, so Taryn kill yeah. him. Oh, he's amazing. And Astrid slaps. Astrid. <laughs> Is that the grandma? She loves, no, the, the receptionist who loves dogs. Oh, my God. When I was a kid, and it was like, I may have repressed the you parked on a dog park because it also made me very emotional. <laughs> like, that woman's reaction you were was my reaction. I was like, <laughs> Dude, her reaction was so funny. Yeah, she's just like immediately dry heaving. Like, no. At the thought of parking on a dog, which like fair. I'm not gonna. That's traumatizing. If you thought, if you legitimately believed that, you would be like, no. 
That's the only appropriate reaction. Yeah. You barked on a dog. You're like, Jesus Christ, no. But it's also just such a and ridiculous then, lie. But I, like, ma'am, uh, I know. you barked it's on such... a dog. <laughs> I barked yeah. on a dog. It's like, you're That certain... was another thing that it just made me laugh because of just, it's such a ridiculous <laughs> so combination ridiculous. of words. <laughs> but another, like, just highlight of Astrid was when she comes back and Amanda Bynes is like, so blah, 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 blah called. I sent flowers to, you know, uh, yeah. what's her faces, uh, office and, and then something and like, and then I booked you a massage at 3 PM cause you need some time. Mm-hmm. And she just sits down with all the sticky notes and goes, Thank you, kind stranger. Yeah, I, re- I said that as she said it, too, because I remembered it. That is <laughs> I remember that line. That is yeah. extremely thoughtful. Yeah. Like, you're pranking this woman to get away from her job. She's at risk of being fired because she's abandoning her post. But you're like, no, 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 no. I tempt. I got you covered. Yeah, like, I tempt. I took messages <laughs> I for tempt. Steven Soderbergh and Adam Sandler. And I even booked you a deep tissue massage because you deserve it, girl. We just pranked you real hard and maybe traumatized you. I'm scheduling you a massage. It's like, Kaylee gets it. You weren't (laughs) supposed to be the victim in this. No, yeah. Speaking (laughs) of which, I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room, a.k.a. The wolf in the room. Um, Paul Marty motherfucking pictures. GMI. He's also doing a great job in this movie. Paul, He's fully committed. Paul murders everything GMI. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first. He is absolutely over the top, wacky bananas. Like he's playing to a children's audience, so he's very over the top. But it works. It works very it's well. Perfect. He's doing yeah, it but very it's well. never. It never pulls me out. No. Like the way he doesn't isn't too slapsticky it's still like in character mm-hmm. if had, that makes sense I had to ease into it like when he was in the limo with frankie muses he's rocking it but there's this one part where he's just like oh geez and he does a really hammy face and i'm like all right <laughs> but i had so one but once i adjusted i just chalked that up to paul giamatti being paul giamatti yeah. <laughs> at the same time it was just like so fucking perfect yeah I'm like he, he was knows perfect. what he wanted to do and he commits 100 percent, and he's so good at it he is his mind is clearly like a children's villain. Yeah, like I'm sure Giamatti yeah. could go full psychopath, like Scarface levels of inappropriate. But he's like, no, 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 for the kids. But he did like the kids' version of that. Yeah, basically, he killed it. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, and like he like because he just did such a good job of, you know, playing the like, like the arrogant dickhead. Mm-hmm. Playing the, you know, more so like actual kind of like biting, vicious dickhead. And then also playing like super over the top, wacky, wild, losing my shit. Like, yeah. And I think those are all three very different flavors of Marty Wolf that he just did really, really well. Just blended together. uh, And like all of that put together, I think it really added to like me buying into the stakes of the movie too like you understand frankie muniz's frustration you're there with him every step of the way you understand how things escalate because this and his frustration because like this all this guy has to do is like call his dad and say like frankie muniz doesn't want a cut of your movie he doesn't even really he's yeah, not he doesn't asking want the for writing credit, credit. he doesn't want to be part of the screenwriters guild he's literally like, asking you to call his dad and tell him that he wrote 
this movie and that is it but he's such a piece of shit that he would rather just he's just so terrible that he can't even fathom like doing anybody a solid and it just adds to the stakes of this movie because you can just see like the frustration and you get frustrated on Frankie Munez's behalf because this guy's such a fucking awful person. The best part of the movie, in my opinion, is at the end where he's like, just admit you lied. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause the truth is overrated. Yeah, right? He, another just like amazing act of, uh, Paul Giamatti's abilities. Another display of his abilities is, and it's also one of my favorite shots of the whole movie. It always was, and it still is, is when he's in the desert, standing in the road, the choppers coming behind <laughs> him, and he does this, he does the slow-mo turn. His face, the face acting, yeah. in slow-mo, which is, you see everything in slow-mo, so it's harder to get like good convincing acting during a slow-mo shot and like that and then he turns around dude comes in right here right now like (laughs) i love that scene the most i love that shot because his face is so perfect of just like rageful confusion (laughs) at its max and then turning to be like what the fuck is this is it going to help me or is it going to inconvenience me? Yeah. And I think because he's such like, like a psychopath narcissist, he's like, even though he's having the craziest day imaginable trying to get to his first day of filming for this movie, he just rages through and doesn't question anything because he is so like focused on one thing that is so self like motivated he's like i just gotta get to my movie set i love this. even though like my limo broke down then jaleel white dropped me off oh, in the jaleel. middle of the desert and then this man who i've been tormenting with eight my ageism picks me up in a chopper but the chopper of course there's an emergency issue so we have to skydive where i hold on to him with only my hands and i'm not trapped into him at all and we somehow don't die and like, he's just slow-mo <laughs> walking away from that moment being like as long as i get to make my fucking movie yeah. honestly the dedication is admirable Dude. even though it is purely selfish <laughs> honestly the the most unbelievable part of this movie to me is him getting in Jaleel White's car and not realizing he's taking him to the desert because the desert isn't just like next to LA. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go through like 2 hours of suburbs. Like San- you have to go through all of San Bernardino <laughs> to get to the desert. And so it's like, and he's in the Hollywood Hills. He's going from the Hollywood Hills to probably to Universal like Studios. Yeah. To literally Universal Studios. Yeah, which is. To Burbank. Yeah. Is that in Burbank? I'm pretty sure it's. Or, I just went on. there I in August, so. but I can't remember. Um, it some, might be. Universal City. Universal City. Which I think is Studio City. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's so much I want to say. You reminded me of so much. I did not take good notes, but like... No, it's in Burbank. It's in Burbank. Okay, I couldn't It's remember. in Burbank. One, Paul Giamatti created... No, it's in Studio City. Studio City. Okay. Oh, my God. That's a... <laughs> I just agree. I'm like, I'm like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right next okay, to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. L.A. geography, I'm not really uh, brushed up on it Listen, as much I, as you probably I are. I get it. Both of you used to live in L.A., but you no longer live in L.A., so you know L.A. really well, but you're not totally remembering I mean, it completely. definitely knows it better than me. But um, anywho... Paul Giamatti created such an amazing narcissist. It was such a complete and perfect character. I loved it so much. He was such a narcissist that he basically immediately accepts that he's blue. Yeah. (laughs) He's like getting ready for his big Hollywood party. And he's like, you look fucking sexy. You look amazing. And this is before the whole, like, I took two hours at the scrub brush. Like, yeah, and turpentine or whatever. Yeah, he's just like, I'm amazing. I'm going to a party. It's going to Yeah, be why didn't he do that immediately? The first time. <laughs> I mean, turpentine will make you crazy. I think it's because it was all on the same day. And he was like, he was supposed to go to that meeting with the president. And he was like, kept getting held up. And then his car broke down. And so I feel like he literally just didn't have time because it was mm-hmm. all on that same day. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that there's one thing I remembered very distinctly before watching this movie that I didn't put in my notes because I hate writing down notes. This movie teaches you to respect Jaleel White. Yeah. <laughs> Stop disrespecting Jaleel. Oh, Don't yeah, call him Urkel. That's not his name. That's probably why he agreed to do it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was. I loved him. Being He's like, I need to clear the air. I need to make sure nobody ever calls me Urkel to my face again. <laughs> I just love at the end when he's just like in the car driving insane, terrifying uh, Marty Wolf. He's just like, yes, revenge. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, nice I know. car. And he's like, I'm going to jump out. And he's like, do it. He's like, you do to you, stupid. Like, fun idiot. Oh, yeah. I love it when he like, he pulls up in his fancy car and he's like, wow, nice car. And he's like, I didn't wear suspenders, wear suspenders and glasses all those years for free, my man, or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah Jaleel. They had dolls of Yeah, and Paul Giamatti is like, thank God, or something (laughs) like that. Yeah, he's like, thank God for that. (laughs) Love Jaleel. Jaleel, come on the pod. I did love, I also loved the Whitaker and Fowl premiere. Such a stupid The movie opens, so the movie that Paul Giamatti was shooting in Frankie Muniz's hometown in Michigan was Whitaker and Fowl, which was a buddy cop movie that starred Jaleel White and a chicken. And I loved how at the premiere, as soon as the chicken showed up, everyone like went batshit crazy. It was like, the chicken's here! It's such a Nickelodeon it's joke. Such a Nickelodeon joke, but it definitely it hit. And I think it hit. <laughs> it hit the right spot for me. Oh, fuck! What the fuck was I about? Also, to say? speaking of Nickelodeon, we had a Keenan cameo, another SNL alum. There was a lot of famous people. There was a lot of pre-famous. John Cho is in this movie. Yeah, John Cho. John Cho experienced a lot of racism at the hands of Paul Giamatti in this movie. But he got his comeuppance and... He, he got his, like, multi-shot vision to Twelve expose Twelve cameras. Him. Doves. Yeah. As soon as I saw that there were doves, I was like, just like John Cho wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I completely forgot about the doves. And then as they were running up onto the roof, I'm like, where did all these doves come from? What is happening? And then John Cho appears, like, on, like, a floating chair and is like, Allegra, this was my vision. I'm so happy you said that because I forgot until you brought it up. But I thought the same thing. Where I was like, 
the doves. I was like, oh, hey, that's really similar to like <laughs> what John Cho was saying at the beginning of the movie. But I forgot that like he was then going to show up at the end. Like I totally forgot yeah, about that too. part. <laughs> I did remember. I, that, like, I forgot that they caught him by filming him. I thought they were just, I thought he caught him because like I kind of got the ending smushed together where I thought he catches him, announces it, or like, you know, admits it. Then Frankie Muniz jumps, and then he realizes everyone is there and had heard mm. him. I didn't realize the part where there was cameras yeah. everywhere. Once they were on the roof, it all started sort of coming back together. Mm-hmm. Like, especially as he was like, no! And it was like, oh, because Lion's overrated. I'm like, oh, they're filming him. Because I did remember as soon as they were on the roof, I'm like, oh, yeah, Frankie's going to jump off the roof. Yeah, I definitely remembered that. The stunt uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. Um... I completely forgot about Mr. Funny Buns. Creepy. Hate His him. monkey stuffed animal. Evil. Oh, my that God. That he literally tucked into Why his bed every night. Why does that adult man... <laughs> and who had his own, like, director's chair to sit in. unhealthy obsession with Mr. Funny Buns? I can't believe he's not married. <laughs> can't form uh, real attachments with humans, I guess, so he puts it all in this monkey. Give me back my I mean, there monkey. is a thing about how, like, <laughs> narcissists will treat their pets better than they do any... So maybe that's what this is, but it's with Mr. Funny Bones, I guess. Um, Loved that the uh, PR lady eats a Twinkie at the end and is like, fuck you. Don't call out me eating Twinkies. I'm going to eat all the Twinkies that that I fucking want. Um, The only other note I have is Biffle. Biffle. As it's come to be known. (laughs) Um, also, so, yeah, love that Donald Faison becomes the star of Biffle. Yes! And... Oh, my God, yeah. That's another thing I had forgotten about and until it happened. I think I remembered. And then I also loved that the bully is at the movie premiere with the grandma. And that Monty... Yeah, with Amanda Bind with someone else, his grandma. Yeah, they bonded. I was like, I, when, as this, like, I loved their bonding and, like, the, the bully. So, I don't know if we explained, but, like... When Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes, like, skipped town to go to L.A., she was supposed to stay with her grandma, but they made the bully, like, sub in for her because the grandma was blind and old old, and didn't, wouldn't realize, and so he she wouldn't get in trouble. He does not change his voice at, at all. all. So I was wondering, I'm like, what is this grandma going to think the next time she sees, sees real Amanda Bynes? Like, she's going to be so confused about the rapid transformation. I just love the idea. He's like, Kaylee, is that you? <laughs> yeah, Grandma. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. so muscular. And he's like, thanks. He's flattered. I, he's like, I oh bench like 220. And she's like, no, good no, no. for you. <laughs> yeah. No, his, his, at, the absolute joy on his face yeah. when he's like, thanks. I'm benching like 220, 230 now. Yeah. And she's like. And she just goes, <laughs> uh-huh. No, no, no. She goes, good for you. That's nice. She's proud of him. She's proud. Yeah. She's like, my granddaughter is getting strong. And that's yeah. a good thing. Like, yeah. She's, yeah. She's just proud of her granddaughter. Yeah. Like, I love that. She's not like, girls shouldn't be muscular. She's like, fuck yeah, get them. Not only is she proud, she helps her, hit them do sit-ups. <laughs> and she's like, how many more? And it's like, not until we're done. And he is also like, you know what, Grandma Pearl? You should also be thinking about your fitness at your age. And then he helps her lift her little yarn weights. And it's set to the eye of the tiger, and it was wonderful. Also, no notes. lot of Rock Band 2 songs in this yes. movie. Although I will no. say. No notes. 
I'll no notes no notes to, to the, my the grandma scene. And I will say, no, I was just doing I was doing a new girl quote. <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh yeah. Um, and then, but I was so yeah, hungry like the wolf. Although I do heavily associate that song with Rock Band 2, I always think of this movie first whenever I hear Hungry Like the Wolf. <laughs> so this is definitely the first time I'd ever heard the song. For me, it's, it's yeah, it's this movie over anything. Yeah, same. Like, I forgot it was in Rock Band 2. So this is the thing. But that's also because, Holland, you're the designated singer. Yeah. yeah. So it probably... Yeah. It is more, you know, memory-based with you. Yeah. To me, we played Rock Band... I don't know if you knew this, listeners, but we had a pretty... Successful long-standing rock band game. Uh, rock band two career mm-hmm. between the three of us. Every time we would all come home from college or wherever we were living after we came, you know, yeah. moved out of home, we would always spend like one six-hour period <laughs> playing that rock weekend, band two, furthering our going career. through our rock band two career. Yeah, poor Gray. He had yeah. to play the drums, and he was so big. What was what was our band name again? Mischief managed because we were nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. But like yep. the Greg just kept growing. I was shooting for Dobby's sock, but I we ended up we with had, mischief managed. You know what? I think Dobby's sock was our rock band one, or I feel like Dobby's sock was on a different rock band game that we didn't play as often, but we liked rock band because we didn't the have best. the real rock band one game. We had like, no, like we a had like a version. Beatles one. Yes, no, we had Rock Band one though, but it wasn't the which whole I game. still want. Yeah, I, I need, I need to find that game. But yeah, because we. I, I the Beatles Rock Band was incredible. Thing about Hungry Like the Wolf. Okay, I think we just played Rock Band two so much that it overwrote my memory, and I forgot that it was in this because I remember thinking, like recently, like I think I hear Hungry Like the Wolf. I think of Rock Band two, but I feel like I used to associate it with something else, and I don't remember. Here it is, baby. Yeah. It's this movie. Um, yeah, I, the only other thing I was going to say about Rock Band is that we played it literally until the batteries corroded the guitar True. enough that it we could not play the guitar anymore. And also, the drums were super janky by the end of our time playing Gray just kept getting taller and taller. Yeah, I kind of broke him. And yeah. like the drums, you know, he's beating the shit out of these little <laughs> plastic drums. So the Rock Band drumsticks break he has to use his real drumsticks and then like the height thingy the thing that makes it stay tall also just completely shatters underneath the beatings of the drums so our rock band sessions kept getting shorter and shorter because gray was like it's too uncomfortable (laughs) to keep doing this yeah and also yeah i would be just hunched over like an 18 inch tall drum kit every time i would hit the Every time I would hit the bass drum, it would move the drums about an inch away from me every time. So like halfway through a song, I'd be fully extended, hunched (laughs) over, like leg out trying to hit the bass drum still, like the kick drum. And it was just like, and there's never breaks for drummers because like there's usually no songs where there just cuts out drum halfway. So I couldn't like scooch it back towards me. Yeah. So I was just like literally hunched over, full extension of all my extremities, trying to just keep a tune while Holland singing Cherry Bomb. <laughs> you, I don't think that Cherry Bomb was on there, but yeah. Listen, you do not cool want. Cool for cats. <laughs> you do not want to find yourself. It in, absolutely was on there because you yeah. hated oh, it was. that song. I couldn't remember. Holland, I only know that song from Rock Band 2 and then from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, 
playlist or soundtrack. Maybe I don't remember so I it. No, it was maybe on there I don't remember it as much because we I like avoided it you if what, I could. You know what song I know you hated? Um, oh shit! Now it's completely escaped. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm alive. What was it? I didn't mind. I'm alive. Oh, I'm still alive. No, I didn't like Cool for Cats. Oh, okay. Um, listen, you do not want to find yourself in a situation. Oh, I hated Cool for Cats. <laughs> it was like I hated that song. That too. came up on my Spotify uh, Discover <laughs> Weekly this week, and I was like, skip. No, I can't. It's too like nope. All right, so guys, to tie it back in though, a song that I completely forgot about. Until this song came on at the ending credits of this of this movie. Bahamut. <laughs> can you move it like oh. this? I, I can shake it like that. that. Can you move it like this? I can shake it like that. Sometimes a one-hit wonder is move your so. Body, everybody. Sometimes a one-hit wonder is so popular that they accidentally get a second hit before yeah. they disappear forever, and yeah. this, that was theirs. Yeah. Shout out Bahamut. God, I feel like I remember the Baja men being, like, so big, but it's probably because we were around when Who Let the Dogs Out came out. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> this was, like, the lasting effects of them. I don't know what Who Let the Dogs Out was like for normal adults when that came out, but, like, children's media oh my was God. overrun. Overwhelmed with Who Let the Dogs was Out. Was that song in C-Spot Run? No, it wasn't. Weird. Honestly, no. Bow wow wow. Yippee yo yippee. Maybe it was before Who Let the Dogs Out had that come came out. out like two thousand though. I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I am surprised that Who Let the Dogs Out was not in Bahamut or in C-Spot, C-Spot, C-Spot Run. Run. Maybe it was in the trailer. Who knows? Great. Um, I just listen. I do think my whole my uh, followability is too low. So can you please walk me through the plot of this movie? Like, all what the- are you confused about? Sure. I'm just like, uh, okay, so. Well, he, hold on. He's late yeah, on. I was tasked yeah, with something. Yeah, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Yeah. I talk too much. Frankie Muniz is a compulsive liar. Yes. He finally gets caught to the point where it's irreversible and he needs to make up for it. It's he boy does who cried so, wolf. But by a series yeah, of events, loses the paper. But of course, can't. I tell the to, truth because it sounds like a lie. Know, you need to be more specifics, like the specifics of A to B, because like the general plot, it's like sure, but like it's a kids movie, and I'm not trying to like nitpick. I will say, I'm very I will much say, not trying to nitpick. This. I think they closed a a plot hole that could have been by the teacher having him write the paper handwritten, so he couldn't steal it from the internet. Which, like, filled a plot hole of, well, he can just print out another one to prove that he wrote this paper. Yeah, I thought that, I, I recognized they that They covered also. their tracks with that, and I thought that was good to know. Which is also a little stupid, because he could just hand copy uh, an internet paper, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. And th- But he only had, like, three hours, and suppose his, theoretically, you'd think his parents would also maybe be keeping an eye on him. Also... Ah, although I will say, why well, didn't his parents theoretically, just take him to the Why school? did they drive him to the fucking yeah. school? Yeah, yeah, they were there for that meeting. They should know how important this is. They should be like, all right, sit down, write it in front of us, and then like, yeah. let us know and we'll take yeah. you there. Like, it, it is weird that the parents... But anyway... Um, okay, he meets a producer. He drops the movie in the producer, and then he's like, I got a shitload of babysitting money. Let's go to L.A. And I'm like... Okay. Because he sees the trailer and he, his parents don't believe him that he's, he's like, 
Because he's like, this is the one time I didn't lie. So he's stuck on it. Because he's, he's like, because it, it's Boy Who Cried Wolf. And he sees the movie trailer when he goes to the movie with Amanda Bynes during the summer after summer school. And then he's trying to convince his parents. And he's like, that's the guy. Because it shows up on TV. And they're like, we don't believe you. We're going out of town this weekend. And your sister's watching you. And he's like, this, okay, this is, is too detailed now. Okay, this is my opportunity to go to L.A., Three years of babysitting and yard work. Okay, okay, all right. You know what? What are you confused about? I'm I sorry. I think the <laughs> biggest issue, and to me, I'm like, this should not be knocking it down multiple points. It's just like, there's no way that that much babysitting money would allow them to, like, eat and buy all the prank supplies. But I'm, this is a children's movie. Not they not stole all the prank supplies from the prop room. You're right. I forgot. And they ate and that's at where the they studios. Lived. Yeah. All right. They ate craft services. Okay. I mean. And, and to tell you one thing, hold on. One thing when it comes to the airline tickets, this movie came out in February of 02. This was filmed pre 9-11 airline travel was much less, complicated. less stigmatized, complicated, and expensive. All right. And like, I will also say, in terms of, I just took the Universal Studios backlot tour last August, and you do drive by people's real offices and the real sets. So I think that was actually a very clever way to sneak in to see him because that is something like he could legitimately have an office there. And very resourceful that they then were able to just like find a place to stay on the lot as well. I'm like, honestly, great idea, like sneaking onto the set by taking the back lot tour because that is something that probably could have happened. Like, right. I remember driving by all of the stages and people's offices What's your when hold I went up on that back lot. What's your hold up score? I have an eight. Why is it not perfect for you then? Um, it's just like there are small things like the like there are small logic jumps, but it's like it's not like perfect A to B. Like the things you're nitpicking, I don't think are that. I don't think big so either. But I just I'm like, there's a reason I put it so low, and I, I think it has something to do about like so many adults are willing to sacrifice their careers and spend so much money to help these children, and it's like I think that's just a testament to how much everybody fucking hates this guy and because it's hollywood i can suspend my disbelief that like everyone has the resources to be able to do this okay because they have access to all of these movie magic things because they all work in the film industry gray you don't have to do a goddamn thing holland's doing your job for you (laughs) yeah i zoned out for a sec Gray, I feel like Holland and I have taken over the conversation more than usual. <laughs> hey man, I feel like though, like this can now squash all right. any I'm like tired from work. Any bias. Holland's like <laughs> I mean, I Holland's feel like, like my co-prosecutor or like co-defense attorney right Gray, now. I feel worn down. But I also feel like Gray does this all the time for movies that he doesn't defend too. So I'm like paying him back in a way. Cause I, ho- I feel like he's done this for movies that I've defended before. Great. And I'm like, thanks. Helen, thanks for the thank help. Thank you for recognizing that. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Great. I hope you, ge- I hope you know that I'm genuinely open to having all of my scores changed. I usually write them very under the influence. So I saw my holdup <laughs> score and was like, I genuinely don't remember why I made it that low. So I think what I'm going to do is match Holland's. What about your can you follow? 
That's what I meant. I meant follow. follow. Why is her hold up so low? Just because it's dated? Um, it's a bit dated. I did not like the fat joke that hurt my feelings almost a little too much, maybe, because I'm sensitive about it. Um, the racism was also very yikes. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that stops it from being a perfect 10. For yeah. Sure. I mean, that's why I dinged appropriate for children and hold up. So I don't know. I did love it. I would show this to future children. Um, I just, I'm like. And once again, like I, I will do the age old defense when it comes to the like the racism, bad, ageism, yeah. sexism, uh, you know, it is fat shaming is like. It was to build around the the you know context of this guy being the worst. That is true. You know, I, like, agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. you have to show you have to show a bad guy doing bad things for people to know he's a bad guy. This was reinforcing how bad of a guy he was. Yeah, like it was completely and shown every single person that, that he Wronged. every single person that he wronged got their just desserts except i would say except for the president's wife yeah oh chandra i think yeah. was her correct name yes oh yeah 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 all right i've pretty much boosted but i guess if anything scores. her husband did it for her yeah her, her husband still f- was able to like fire him so yeah um yeah i think i boosted all of my scores all right should we go through it? I mean, yeah. Is there anything else I wanted to bring up? Um, oh, I did want to mention... Paul Giamatti is way too good of an actor for this movie. Yes. Yeah, I felt... I wonder how much money... I wonder how much money they saved by shooting this on a studio lot as a studio lot. Because they didn't have to take yeah. as much time trying to hide the fact that it was on a studio lot. I also they really... Allowed, they could just do wide shots. I also really liked the setting of it being at Universal Studios. I feel like as for a kid, I feel like I thought it was so cool. The prop being room... able to see all the yes. behind the scenes. It was basically like taking that back lot tour. They made the prop room look very cool. And as someone uh, who used to work in prop rooms, they are not that yeah, cool. The prop, I, yeah, I, They're usually yeah, very Some gross. more straight thoughts. That Velcro wall. They're gross, dark, dusty, and smelly. The prop room always looked so cool and fun. I loved like the clothing montage scene. I thought that was the clothing very montage fun was and amazing. so much fun. Yeah, so fun. And Amanda Bynes was so cute in that montage. Yeah, they're both super cute. Also, loved his like Coca Cola OD with the ping pong paddle moment. I always thought that was funny. I remember, like, there's a lot of things that I remember being like, I thought that was funny as a kid, but as an adult, I'm like, this is, I'm just maybe too old for that humor. I, I just, I, maybe I was like reverting into like my childhood, but I was like, oh, that's funny. That's cute. Oh, that's good. I don't know. Maybe that was silly. I appreciate yeah, this. Holland, for me, I think it was more of like, I recognize that that's a good bit for kids. Yeah. Yes. And I enjoyed you it. You know, where I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was like, I didn't necessarily get the same out of it that I used to, but I'm like, but I still think that's like a good yeah. bit. And for I think there, were, there was a lot of like, I remember loving that yeah. type of reactions yes. to things. Like, oh, you know what I hated as a kid and also hated again is when Turk was like, nah, 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 
Oh, yeah, the ignition, like, cutoff bit. Yeah. Oh, no, I loved that. <laughs> also, I loved his, his, like, mouth flubbering when he was fake crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was also very, like, visceral for me when it was happening. Yeah, I loved Donald Faison in this movie It keeps falling so out of my ear. You um, might, but I don't know what's wrong with your ears, but, like, maybe my ear hole is too small, but the whatever <laughs> fucking size ear thing you have constantly falls out of my ears. It's so uncomfortable. Wait, what is happening right now? She hit her headphone and it started playing something, and she freaked out about it again. Oh, um, that's my fault. Um, <laughs> oh, Allegra, I wanted... maybe we need to super glue it into your ear. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um... I oh yeah the one more thing that I wanted to say was I also loved that Monty got sole writing and producer credit at the end of Big Fat Liar as well I was like you go girl yeah you deserve it she also she was so cute yeah she was also in Saving I've Silverman I've never seen never that forget. actress in anything else or at yeah. least I don't recognize her Saving from Silverman else. Yeah. Saving Silverman Saving Silverman She's the nun. Oh, with longer hair. She has like curly hair in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. This movie was, a for me, a, a total blast to revisit. Yeah, totally. I really enjoyed seeing it again. And again, I think it might, I think my like overwhelming joy is primarily because of how much I was kind of like not looking forward to it. And I don't know why. I think for some reason I just was really expecting it to be a lot dumber yeah but i feel like it was it like wasn't. it was peak 2000 i mean it was 2002 but it was like i feel like it was peak nickelodeon of our generation if that makes sense like i know like yeah. 90s nickelodeon was like the probably the true peak of nickelodeon but it was still we were still riding high when this movie came out mm -hmm. and I feel like it was just everybody was on their a game who was a part of this movie like in the children's content creation space man I really wish we didn't lose the snow day I know yeah not that's what agent Cody Banks replaced yeah yeah first another of all, Frankie Muniz uh, I would have gotten a way better score um, <laughs> well, I think you're doing okay. You're like almost 100 points ahead of me. Oh, thank you for noticing. Anywho, should we do final scores? Anywho. Yeah, well, I did want to... So, uh, this was something I wanted to bring up earlier, and I don't know when it'll fall back in, but... So, because we were talking about, like, just peak childhood, this this falls into our sweet spot of, like, years mm -hmm. of when a movie came out. It's 2002. This is our fourth movie from 2002. Mm -hmm. We have four from 2002, seven from 2004, four from 2003. So like this yeah. is the like big and then and three from 2001. So the other 2002 movies, um, Bend It Like Beckham, um, Mr. Deeds <laughs> and Like Mike. Yeah. So like. And we all owned, like pretty. We owned three out of the four. I don't think we owned Mr. Deeds, but we rented it a lot. This is also like. No, we owned it. No, we didn't. No, we did not. We did. We just rented it a lot. I remember renting it a lot. Oh, we did not. Own <laughs> but yeah, this yeah this was probably also in the era that really truly. I mean, we were always a big like Hollywood video blockbuster family anyway. I'm like, I feel like if you have 
three children all around the same age that's probably was like the best way to keep them entertained during this time period God, parents have it so easy now <laughs> you could only rent like three dvds at once yeah we were like regulars at hollywood when Video. holland learned how to drive i just remember oh, we had yeah we had nothing to do in our fucking hometown let no, me tell you no. so holland and i would go to hollywood video multiple times a day Not a day but yes holland there were times where we went to maybe in the summer in the summer that's okay. what i said in the summer we would sometimes go two and at one point maybe three times a day because all we were doing was just watching the entire back catalog of the Hollywood video. Are you going to bring up the story? I think you're going to bring up. No. What do you think? Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe slightly related to this movie. A la Marty Wolf having a running into the monster truck. I think we just hit a kid. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Marty Wolf has multiple car accidents in this movie. But I do remember one time we went to Hollywood video and like parked the car it was fine we went in did our business came back out and the car a car had pulled in since we had were in the hollywood video and it pulled in so close next to my car that it was gonna be and it was like those diagonal parking spaces and it was like a big truck or something yeah and it was a very tight i was like i don't know if i'm gonna like make it i don't know if i'm gonna be able to back out my car i could get into the passenger seat I th- think it was on my side. Oh, okay. And then, but I was like, I risked it, and I kind of you kind of did hit this car <laughs> did a little, but like there weren't any marks or anything. But I was like, oh, that wasn't good. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and then I like go like, I like turn the corner, and then a cop pulls up behind me, and I'm like, oh no, we're busted. We did a hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. And then he like comes up and he's like, you don't have your headlights on. I'm like, oh, thank you, sir. And I like turn them on and we like peel out of there. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. We just, we just escaped the law. (laughs) And then we went and got our Taco Bell. That was probably the closest interaction you've ever even had to like being on the wrong side of the law. Well, that's That's not not true. true. Holland got a ticket. I've gotten a couple speeding tickets and I definitely hit a car once in Missouri. It was annoying. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, um, I mean, we didn't mention it. Well, it's not a legal, but never mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll mention it at the end. Never mind. Final scores. I didn't adjust any final of mine, scores, but so yeah, my nostalgia is a ten. Oh God, God damn you, Holland! <laughs> my scores are too high. I don't know. <laughs> I already accepted that last night. I was like, God damn it! Oh well. What's your, okay? Nostalgia eight. Okay, we got her up a point. I like how it's like I've taken this on as a joint effort. Gray. It's like Holland is like so. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, we did it. Holland is so competitive. The fact that she's losing right now, she's basically gone. I do not accept that I am losing. I am actually Team Gray. You're mistaken. Uh, gray and I will win. I'm like jumping to the winning team. I'm like, uh, eh, don't ignore my like, You don't get to do that. It's, it's, ho- it's hopeless for me now. So now I just. This is fucked up. This can happen. We would play like 
like Holland's Mario like, Party and Holland's shit. Like, all who the can time. I schmooze to give me a least, like a, a lesser punishment? <laughs> this is such fucking bullshit. I'm getting like flashbacks to when we were kids. We'd play like board games or we would play like Mario Party. And if Holland was fucking losing, she'd be like, well, now I'm on Gray's team automatically. And I'm like, why are you always on fucking Gray's side? And you both Sorry. team up on me. Sorry to bring up trauma. Um, sit through ability. I still have a 10. Eight. Okay. That's what's um, appropriate, I'm keeping it at a nine. I downgraded to nine. Hold up. Keeping Stupid, but at okay. an eight. This also Holland convinced me to change my children, so. Um, eight. And can I follow? I'm keeping it at an eight. Eight. Look how happy Gray is. How could you do this? Ooh. <laughs> I'm so mad. Um, I'm going to give a bonus point for Amanda Bynes. She's fucking on the top of her game in this movie. I loved all of her characters, all of her voices. She, like, she, while her character was maybe not the most developed, she still got to, like, do the most. She got to, like, flex all of her, the skills that we, like, have come to know her for like on the amanda show she's doing lots of character work i loved her little charisma like assistant character i also really liked her line and i remembered and quoted it when she was like i want you to turn them into to mincemeat and i don't even know what mincemeat is such an amanda Bynes thing to say so i just yeah i really enjoyed her so I don't know why the first thing that came to mind was uh, a point for John Cho. Maybe just because I find him very beautiful. He is very beautiful. And I technically have met him. You um, have? Yeah, at the American Comic- Reunion uh, oh, yeah, after movie. party. Yeah, we, yeah, like, yeah. we were in the same group of people walking over, so I like, walked next to him, and like we made small talk, but I was too terrified to be like, can I get a picture with you? That's cool. <laughs> but um, I think we're like the same height. I don't really? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, I'm like, you're so pretty. Um, but I actually, I'll give my bonus point to the Giamatti. This was my first Giamatti. Yeah. You never forget yeah, your first. Exactly. This is this was my point. <laughs> you never of re- forget your first. <laughs> this was my point of reference for Giamatti. It probably still is, honestly. Yeah, I'm like for we, a long time. <laughs> we we watched this like John Adams docu series in history class, and I'm like, that's Marty Wolf as John Adams. <laughs> we watched Sideways. I'm like, it's Marty Wolf as an upset wine guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gray. Um, What's well, the great. Verdict? So final I'm sure score. You did amazingly. With furious. With the two bonus points. This is bullshit. Thanks to Holland. <laughs> I have an, I got an eighty-eight. Okay, that's what very solid. What did Jumanji get? Seventy-three. Fuck. Seventy-three. I fucking Holland. Jumanji's Jumanji's biggest downfall was the nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. And probably sit through ability, honestly. I had way more fun watching. Well, sit through averaged at a seven point five, but that wasn't because of me. You fucked me, Holland. You fucked me. So okay, so yeah, we're at the end of another round. God, I'm like fucking hopeless. Um, so the scores as they stand right now are I have six ten, Allegra has seven oh four, and Gray has seven twenty six. So that's where we're at. Ooh, I'm pulling away. I'm like almost a hundred points. We still have Allegra came real close with Bend It Like Beckham. We still have Allegra got real close with Bend It Like Beckham, but then she tied 
my Karate Kid score with Jumanji. The exact same score. Yeah. And um, Holland really sunk down with Big Rock Candy Mountain. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's it's not even just that. It's like, I think I've gotten literally all of the worst movies. What really killed me was Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. I was still in Kangaroo like... Kangaroo Jack, I was 37. Still like in, I was still like... I was still like within reach of Allegra before Kangaroo. I literally went back and looked today because I'm like, how did this happen to me? Because um, I was on our Canva. And then Kangaroo Jack was the nail in my coffin. I honestly, the more I think about it, the more okay, I got a 36. Three weeks, <laughs> but three movies later, you got Matilda. Yeah, it still didn't do much for me because of Kangaroo Jack. But, like, whatever. I still got the only perfect score, and that's all I'm going to hold on to for this season. Oh, wait, sorry, no. Matilda was the the week before Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. Sorry, so you went from the highest score we've gotten. (laughs) I still think about how... And the lowest score we've ever gotten. I regret how low I scored Miss Congeniality. You should. Because I think, that was a great movie. I do kind of, like, the more I sit on it, I was maybe still feeling, like, butthurt about because losing. Because I won the preview. It was the first movie of the season, yeah. so. You maybe shouldn't have started out, but, like. <laughs> oh, well. I, I'm sorry, Miss Congeniality. Um, I was wrong. Well. <laughs> slightly. I think the only, the only thing that I didn't say in terms of trivia was. The protagonist's last name is Shepard, and the antagonist's last name is Wolf. This is a uh, reference to the little boy who cried wolf. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Wait, did you say the box <laughs> office? Um, oh, yeah. I oh, no, I did. didn't. So, budget, $15 million, Box office, $53 million. Oh, Very yeah. nice. And I think $7 million of the budget was paint for Paul Giamatti. Yeah. <laughs> body paint did you know sean levy directed this yeah i saw that i like i realized that when the credits came up and i was like oh my god he does a lot of stranger things stuff cheaper by the dozen cheaper by the dozen night at the museum um fucking stranger things yeah he's like a big producer on stranger things so i was already deep into some like imdb like you know you can just keep going deeper and deeper i went back too far without noticing and i saw jackie chan i was like jackie chan was in this movie and no i was just looking up how old jackie chan was recently oh (laughs) did you know that jackie chan had a very successful pop music career in china I didn't. Good for Jackie Chan. One of his songs came on my Spotify recently, and it's so cheesy. I, I did know that because he is a classically trained like opera or theater singer before he came to America. Mm. Um. Anyways, let's get Holland's next movie. Ugh. Well, now you know it's not gonna be rock, Big Arcane Man. Yeah, I'm like whatever. <laughs> I just hope it's not Aragon, but maybe I'm speaking it into existence by saying that. Do, do, I, but it, honestly, it's, it would be my luck. I don't know any Aragon songs, so I say It's just my luck. It's just my Aragon. Um, it is another Allegra movie. So it's not Jeez. Aragon. So now, so first we like went through almost all of Grey's, and now we're just really getting through all of Allegra's. What is it? It is... Dickie Roberts. Oh, God! <laughs> I feel like that was gonna be bad, too! <laughs> oh, no. I'm holding out for it. 
I'm holding oh, out. No. I'm Holland, hopeful I mean, that it's actually going to be like surprisingly futs. good. This is knocking futs. Like <laughs> the universe has it out for me. Uh, no, I'm I'm holding out for it. I think it's going to be surprisingly good. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> also, it is our fifth 2003 movie. Oh wow, Dickie Roberts. This is going to be interesting. Oh, I want to know what's left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here, I'll look. Okay. I, I have it all in front of me. I got it on. Um, oh, when I was done watching... Um, so, Allegra only has two movies left on the list. So, what's left is Bring It On, Jungle to Jungle, Aragon, Clockstoppers, Agent Cody Banks, Little Giants, Brandy Cinderella, and Little Rascals. When I was done with Big Fat Liar, Stars wanted to Only recommend seven movies left. Yeah, but we got like three themed months as well. So yeah, Stars was recommending Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, that Agent showed up Cody for me Banks too. too. <laughs> and Clockstoppers, and I'm like, I can't believe two of these movies are on the list. <laughs> oh, well, that's good to know that Clockstoppers is gonna be free to watch too. So that's nice. <laughs> Pro tip. Um. That movie I know is going to be. I honestly, that might be the worst movie next to Aragon. I really don't. I genuinely believe that Clockstoppers is like very okay, and Aragon is going to be genuinely bad. Oh yeah, I think Aragon maybe is the worst one. Oh no, 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 Jungle to Jungle. Aragon's the worst on the list. Yeah, I'm saying next worst. I think is I agree with you, Greg. Again, I think Jungle to Jungle is worse. I think Jungle to Jungle is is gonna be at least fun to watch. I think Aragon is gonna suck. True. And I think Clockstoppers might just be kind of boring (laughs) and confusing. But I think (laughs) Jungle will at least be entertaining. (laughs) I can see. I feel like Jungle to Jungle is gonna be so bad it's good. I feel like Jungle to Jungle could also be so bad it's bad so it really depends like it could go either way i think aragon is for sure so bad it's bad but yeah oh but you know who's in jungle to jungle martin short (laughs) no yeah martin short is in that movie i love martin short martin short do you want to come on the show i will fucking dedicate an entire podcast in your honor sir please (laughs) anywho that's all we got for you guys today. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Latchkey Sibs. We still have, oh wait, no, it hasn't come out yet. But um, please send us your pre-watch notes for upcoming movies. We should remember to say that when we do pre-watch notes. The only issue is like, yeah, so yeah, please us. send us your pre-watch notes. We do film a little bit ahead of time. We'll still read so, old ones. We'll read yeah, old we'll ones. read old ones when they come up. Yeah, we'll yeah. just... If you send us stuff, we're just going to read it. Like, on air. Yeah, send us your you thoughts your and thoughts. feelings, your pre-watch notes. We'll send... We'll read them even for past movies, even if it's not the one that we're talking about. Even if it's from last year. Yeah, we'll have a little... We'll have a little corner where we talk about it. like if you're binge listening to our podcast and like you just got to hear and we're like 50 episodes ahead of now we'll still read your shit like, i want to know your thoughts on Dick that liar that's evergreen exactly. okay um uh follow us on instagram and make sure to check our stories every friday to vote on whether you can give us an extra point or take away a point or have us stay the same uh that's every friday on our instagram stories 
And next week, we're watching Dickie Roberts' former child star. Who knows how that's going to go, but tune in next week. And until then, goodbye. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye. I'm blue, I'm a need, I'm a die.